sometimes I think about how my life would be different if I never had or read Death's Head 2. Like, maybe I'd be an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it's... Uh. <laughs> never trust robots. Never trust robots. You might think that they're your friend. They'll only kill you in the end. Never trust robots. Never trust robots. Don't leave them with your kids. Don't invite them to play bridge. If you're a human being, we're in business. If you're not a machine, we're in business. Welcome to Vice of Issues. Foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And I hate you, Daryl. Yeah, and so uh, hey, sometimes you like, like to have Daryl pick the episode. Uh, he did this time. Tell us what it is for Daryl. What would you say? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying? Yeah. What'd you say to me? What'd uh, you say to uh, me? I picked, this time I picked my childhood favorite superhero... Death's Head 2, not Death's Head 1, or Death's Head 3.0. Let me just say that I, for the entirety of this comic, could not stop thinking of Sly's online tag. Because he was Death's Head 2 for, like, when when we were younger and lamer (laughs) than we are now. We we were on, like, a lot of forums and stuff, and he was always Death's Head 2. So, reading this, I just couldn't stop thinking of him. And Phil was, my defense, Phil was always Dark Paladin Ramza. Yeah, well, you know, it's cooler than Death's Head 2. It's so crazy that both me and Sly had read Death's Head, but we didn't meet up until college, and we didn't talk about this until we were doing this podcast. Yeah. Well, I was like, we should do a Death's Head episode. Well, if you, if you listen to our episode about new comic book fans that I did, I, we Daryl kept talking about Death's Head. Yeah, he's so cool. Because uh, for me, at least, what happened was, I guess a lot of people didn't want to read Death's Head, so they had like, a b- bunch of Death's Head backlog in my comic shop. And uh, it was like <laughs> five cents for, for a comic, so so I bought it. And I got into it. Like, this is so cool. He's like this ninety. Basically, Dev said is like, there's Dev said two. The one we're talking about is like this really nineties like edgy character. He's, he's a like, big blue guy sh- with a white skull and demon horns and like a face underneath that skull that's all melted away. He looks like Predator. Like it, yeah, he's like Predator, but like his mouth is like it's less bug like. It's more it's more skull. It's- Less, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robot Predator. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I thought he was really badass. Um, you as, thought, as or you con- still think <laughs> he's badass? <laughs> yeah. So I just, just to get to the backstory a little bit. Uh, Dev said two was called Dev said two because it's actually Dev said one. Because wait, you're spoiling the comic. <laughs> Well, it's not, like people knew this already. Fuck you, Phil. The <laughs> cover of Dead Set Two Number One is Dead Set Two holding the head of Dead Set One, being like, "I'm the new Dead Set." Yeah. Dead Set holding the head of Dead's Head. Dead Set One is like this uh, really cherished, uh, like obscure Marvel character. He found like cherished, was... cherished. Yeah, like uh, I've never heard of Dead Set. That's funny because he appeared in he appeared in like uh, I think. Like in World War Hulk and shit like that, like uh, in Ages of Sword, like people, like people brought back Devset, not Devset too. He but teamed up with Doctor Who in one issue. Yeah, that's what I was to say. What? So, that's what I was to say. If you, if you want to see like the most comics LOL stuff in history, go read Devset's Wikipedia page, which includes the <laughs> two and other stuff characters. 
Because it starts out, he was a Transformers character, a Transformers What? Villain. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and so, but what happened was, as they were like, they had to make a generic bounty hunter character to fight uh, the Transformers. And as they're writing him, the, the writer uh, was like, this guy's actually a pretty cool character. So what he did was he, he, he had him appear in another Marvel comic first. So technically Marvel had the rights to him, not Transformers. And what happened was, then he appeared in Doctor Who, and Doctor Who shrunk him down to human size, so he could not be a Transformers character anymore. <laughs> what? And, and then he kind of, like, uh, I haven't read all of his appearances, but he, he, he appeared in multiple Marvel comics, and like in this comic, even say, like, uh, Reed Richards and Avengers are all like, we know what Dev said is, like, we've met him. And uh, I don't know why, but in the 90s, they're like, let's kill off this Dev <laughs> said, introduce the more 90s badass. Because the original Dev said was more like a humorous character. Yeah, well, so he's a, a freelance peacekeeping agent. He's a bounty hunter that goes around, yeah. and it's just like he's kind of sarcastic. Yeah, but... he, he has. His, I think that's the trauma. Like the trauma of him was his uh, sense of humor. Like he he talks in a very quippy kind of style, but he says it very dryly and always mm-hmm. ends the sentence of yes. So like, uh, you know, like he you say like you say like typical comic book dialogue, but he says it very dryly. Like me kill you now, yes, and he always says it ends of a yes. Like it's a weird <laughs> yeah. way of talking. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty shocked. I like. I thought this was weird just going into this, but I didn't like. I'm trying to imagine him as a giant robot, like in Transformers, or like teaming up with Doctor Who. <laughs> Make it even weirder. Daryl knows this. There was a Death's Head three that you know. There's a Death's Head. It's like cubed, and I um I read it. Cubed. Of course it is. Of course it's fucking. Cubed. I read it, and it's, it's two other prototypes that the Death's Head. Two creator in the comic book Dr. Necker also made and I found out like there's also the incomplete Death's Head which took the original Death's Head story and like uh, the comics and they compiled them together but they gave it like, yeah they reprinted a, them yeah a storyline with Death's Head 2 and these were all around 1993 like the latter end of it and this was yeah, like peak of Death's Head hype <laughs> yeah this was like Death's Head overload and then I think within a few months into 2014 he was done there was just nothing else 2014 um, I mean <laughs> 1994 <laughs> yeah he had a long reign 10, 20 years almost yeah. uh, wait so how old were you when you started reading these comics I'm curious so I asked my mother about this since I had the comics since I could remember and she said before even kindergarten I had Death's Head comics wow. that was oh, my head. <laughs> so it they're like makes... they're like formative for you yes they they 100 yeah. are if you look at his design and like some of the drawings i did as like a kid in my books it is 100 death's head or charnel or like a, a later guy that appears wraith child i would oh, like wraith to child. plug one of daryl's books real quick <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see death's head influence on him get his book x graves <laughs> yeah actually it's, Mega it's like influence. death's head meets Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a very accurate and way. it's and the book has a lot of stuff he did as a little kid in it it's great getting into the creative team a little bit uh liam sharp is the artist for the the first series that we're doing what do you guys think about him uh, ryan you say you don't like him that much I, he just looks like generic 90s art to me now i love his work now he's the current artist of wonder woman and i think he's amazing but to this, this just could have been any '90s Marvel book to me. I think the the, the big pages look nice. Like the I thought so. I thought so too that it like I I wasn't blown away by it. I'm like this is like generic '90s art. But when it comes to like the really big action pages, they're pretty good looking. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe like it's, he's like a poor man's Jim Lee. But at the time, I think Ryan's underestimated this. Maybe he hasn't read that much '90s Marvel as I did. 
but uh, a lot of people are doing poor man's Rob Liefeld. So this is a yeah. No, that's threat. very fair. That's very yeah. Fair. I just <laughs> what's weird here is that I'm like the I'm the expert here of the, yeah. the comics. <laughs> I've read almost all the Death Head stuff, other than the crossover. I've read like all the Dan Ebnett stuff, which who's the writer. And in this is volume one we're going to be covering. But I read all volume two, which is sixteen issues, and the first four issues are drawn by Liam Sharp, and then the rest have a rotating cast of about three to four different artists, and no one compares to Liam Sharp. Yeah, I agree with that too. He is really good. Like if you want to see generic '90s stuff, you read the later stuff in the Death's Head Volume Two arc, and then you're like, oh, this is like, whatever. Yeah, and so just me, you mentioned Dan Nab, the writer. Uh, so we, uh, Dan Abner did Vine One, which we're doing first, and then we're going to do the revival of Death Set Two from recently, recently from Andy Lanning. And yeah. I bring up those two writers because they're one of the most iconic writing duos in comic bookdom. If you've uh, seen Guardians of the Galaxy, that's entirely based on Abnett and Lanning. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy was because Guardians of the Galaxy exists as, as a series before them, and the characters from that that made up that team exist before them. But Guardians of the Galaxy as a team with Rocket Raccoon. Star Lord and Drax. That's Dan and uh, Andy. They call them yeah. DNA. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they worked work together for a long time uh, in the two thousands, and they're really, because they're one of the best comic book duos of all time. And it's funny because we're reading uh, Dan before the the duo, and we're reading Andy after the duo because they broke up uh, recently. Uh, and they said they never write each other again. I guess they got uh, sick of each other's shit. A- Andy, <laughs> he did. He did work on this. He was the inker. Oh, he was an anchor. Yeah. yeah, but 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 it's interesting because uh, I think both of them are much better together than they are by themselves. I would, just uh, say that. I would argue in favor of Dan Abnett being really good solo because right now he's writing Aquaman and Titans, and Titans is like my favorite DC book of the last like ten years. <laughs> That's fair, but because uh, the only reference I have is nineties. Yeah, Abnett. like, do you think the writing in this is good? Yeah. I, I would say no. I'm not defending good. the writing for this. I'm just saying like I don't. I don't want to dump on Dan Abnett because I think he does really good work. Yeah, yeah. the only sort of stuff I've read from Dan Abnett is all 90s stuff. I've read his Avengers his, and shit like that. It is fucking 90s as shit. It, you, will not <laughs> think, you will not think this is a good writer like reading it. You'll think yeah. like, probably like how Phil feels like, oh, it's another 90s writer writing shit. I, I don't like his when he tries to get like quippy with the characters. But yeah, that's like that's like half of it, though. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, I like, know. His writer. But his, his description, the way he narrates stuff, is really good. There's one issue I was gonna plug at the end, but I'll plug it here. In Death's Head Volume Two, I think it's issue ten is actually really well written, and I like it a lot because it's from the perspective of Tuck the whole time. Right, so after all this set up, let's find. So should we get this. into this? Yeah, let's yeah, actually. I'm, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just still shot. I'm shocked of all the stuff you guys are saying because i thought this was such a dumb mediocre book yesterday reading this and you're like all this storied history and like working these these guys worked on like guardians of the galaxy and just i don't know okay let's stop it. i don't know what to think anymore go ahead all right so it begins and this had won the original bounty hunter and he's um looking for this guy uh that's his bounty basically named tyler yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm looking for Bob. Where is he? And and then he he lives in Bob in Tyler's world or what? That's like his world named after him. I guess someone said Bob's world. <laughs> no, Bobby's Tyler world. Bob's remember? World and Bob is in Tyler's world. <laughs> what? You guys don't remember Bobby's world? That cartoon from the uh, 90s. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, when he shows up to see Tyler, Tyler's like naked, strung up. And Deathhead Two's there, and he jacks like. He's coming in right now, like real noise. It's like that. It's like that. That standard uh, trope of like, I'm going to hunt someone, but when I get there, all his guards are dead, and someone who's obviously more badass already beat me here. 
Yeah, and he jams yeah. a knife into his skull and sucks out his memories. So then, and he, and he, he says like intellect assimilated or yeah, something, yeah. instinct. Yeah, and right now, Death's Head Two is known as Minion, and the most badass name there is. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's great is Necker calls every Death's Head prototype she makes after this Minion still three different times, <laughs> three different Death's Heads after this. Oh my god! Um, so he teleports back and he sees. No, he doesn't the... just teleport. He, he doesn't just teleport. Oh yeah, he he, he jumps through time too. Yeah. That's a big difference. I was like, <laughs> what? These people can just go throughout time to hunt people? Like, it's a cool idea, but... It, he learned I, it from Doctor Who, apparently. Yeah, literally, that is where he learned it from, because Doctor Who set them back through time as well, and that's you have to get a time machine to get back. That's literally true. Uh, right? oh, I, I was I, joking. I thought your joke was really true. <laughs> I thought it was actually, like, a cool idea, the idea of, like, bounty hunting through time, but in reality, it's really stupid, because then it creates all these plot holes where it's like, yeah. well, why don't you just go hunt them as a baby? Like, <laughs> <laughs> They don't have the knowledge then, though. Oh, yeah. It yeah. works for Death's Head 1 a little bit because his books are more humorous, but when you try to take a more seriously ingredient like this one, it less works. Yeah, it's any story that has time travel is going to be, like, haphazard and going to have plot holes, especially if you're a 90s action story. Yeah. 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 Um. So Death's Head returns home to his creator, Dr. Evelyn. Death's Head 2. You have to get keep it straight. Two. Have to <laughs> yes. the Death's Head library yeah. now. And, um, no, you mean Minion, sorry. <laughs> she, she works for AIM. Uh, AIM in the, the year 2020. <laughs> Yeah, and they're trying to find out they're they're gonna get killed real soon, so they're trying to make a robot that will help defend them from this unknown threat. And so she made Minion, who's going around and uh, assimilating minds into his being, so he harnesses their intellect. And he has a hundred like four or five by now, but he's slowly yeah. becoming more and more rebellious. So I then, think it's interesting, like, the, he absorbs their instincts. So I guess the idea is if you kill a bunch of great warriors and stuff you'll get, like, their instinct for battle, which is kind of a cool idea, I thought. Yeah, I like that, although it's a little weird, too, because, like, the next guy absorbs has four arms, and it's like, how does that help you when you yeah. have two arms? <laughs> I guess it's just, like, the, just, like, like battle sense, like, you know. Yeah. I, I, I personally find it weird, though. Maybe, maybe I guess it could be cool in, like, a Highlander way, where you get all the knowledge of every warrior alive or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, I feel like every every person has different instincts and they'll clash. Like, we Richard's yeah. instincts aren't going to be the same as yeah. the fucking Death's Head it, it really depends on your on your like, your like your skill set and loadout. Like, you, not everyone should have the same instincts. Spider-Man should have different instincts than fucking the Reed. Yeah. yeah. But what do you think is a stupider name for a murderous robot? Minion or the X-Men villain Nimrod? Uh, Nimrod? Well, Nimrod actually, I thought Nimrod was stupid. That's, that's because Bugs Bunny ruined that name because... He kept calling Elmer Fudd Nimrod when Nimrod was a legendary hunter from history. Yeah. So it was Bugs oh, I didn't Bunny. know that. Yeah, but it yeah, I didn't know either. I was always like, "Why would you name a character Nimrod?" We're getting <laughs> so much lore in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but then I looked it up, and Cliff Commons actually probably trying to be classy, but our lowbrow Bugs Bunny adult brains. Really <laughs> well, okay. So are we lowbrow for thinking the Hitler mustache is a Hitler mustache? No, it's just it, it's it's in the co- collective consciousness of humanity. We have to get over it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we have to have the mustaches to make everyone uh, go over Guys, can we get back to this scantily <laughs> yeah. clad pink alien woman with heaving yeah. breasts? Yeah. Who, Tell me about her. This, this is <laughs> the dumbest part, I yeah. think. <laughs> oh, really? This? Said, <laughs> is that all women are kind of just like... They, they all look the same. I mean, this alien girl looks different, but she has a totally human body where it's like the guy that does have, is fighting to save her from look, looks completely different, like alien-like. 
It looks like every woman in this whole series that we read, the four issues we read, is like from one of those like cheesy 80s covers where it's like the Amazon women of Mars and it's like all of them scantily clad like swinging through the trees with guns. Yeah, and they always have like the... It's like the really high-riding V-shaped underwear or like... Um, yeah... It's just the. It's just the. That's what '90s Marvel looks like. You look like, at picture of a well, '90s art of a woman, and that's all the art in this book, and most are from that era too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of leotard. That was the word. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So he he saves this woman. She's like, "This is great." And then he teleports back, but then Deathhead One found him as soon as he arrived, and he's like, "Oh, this is great. This saves me." The having to find you because you're my next target says, to assimilate. Yeah. Two says about uh, blah blah one clarify yeah sorry also also to make it more confusing the woman he saves is like she can see the future and she calls minion slash death's head too she calls him death's head because she can see and he's like that's somebody else that's not me She's and like, even though it would be you, it's yeah. foreshadowing, guys it's not foreshadowing it's 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 explicit (laughs) (laughs) so they fight and they have a cool fight and then Subjective. They do. They, yeah, they punch that's, each that's other, stab subjective. each other, and then Death Head Two takes off Death Head One's head. Ugh. It's kind of awesome. And then assi- yeah. yeah, and then he assimilates him. And he's like, great. And then he's like, oh no, something's wrong. And then he goes to teleport away. And then Doctor Necker has to chase after him. And no, before he and, leaves, oh, he, yeah. he talks in Death's head's uh, toe and saying, "I'll be back." Yes. And, and also, uh, also the the staff is like, he's gone back. To kill someone named Reed Richards, as if they don't know, do they not know Reed Richards in the year 2020? I don't... And, and, and also, uh, Dr. Necker goes alone, even though she has AIM, which is like a, a, a private army. And she yeah. goes from her science suit to her two-piece bikini <laughs> battle suit. And she dresses in front of her soldiers, by the way. I, 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 that stuck out to me when I read it. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't care. In the future, everyone, everyone's like post-sexuality. Like, yeah, I just my, my The future. Like, this is, in front no, of it's, three it's years. the uh, sexism and misogyny's cheek again. So it's like we should dress like this because this is cool. Uh, it's her time. To I kind of want. I I was kind of hoping reading this. I was like, Death's Head 2020. I could get into this. <laughs> <laughs> so and not only do they go to fight Reed Richards, but they go to 1992, which that's when this came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So current Reed Richards, who's super ripped, he is everyone's super <laughs> buff. Yeah, the 90s thing is like when you draw men, they either have to be dorky and skinny or fat. Or like so ripped, it's beyond belief. Like <laughs> he Reed, had abs is Reed just pumping iron the whole time. Like he's waiting here in this restaurant. Can he get buff if he's made of like putty? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for Reed it actually makes the most sense because Reed can just shape his body. Buff, yeah, buff. Oh, yeah. So he's consciously giving himself like huge abs okay. for no reason. All right, I, I can see that. <laughs> so <laughs> the issue two starts with Reed Richards in a restaurant waiting for Sue, and Sue's running late. Oh, by the way, for, for, for people who, like, don't follow... Oh, yeah. Mr. Fantastic and his wife, the Invisible Woman. From Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. from Fantastic Four. So... Thank you, Sly. So This is why waiting. Daryl liked them so much. <laughs> <laughs> he saw them in Death's Head. It could have been. <laughs> and he's waiting, and she's running late. She's at some, like, function or whatever. And uh, Necker shows up in her bikini and her guns in this huge gas mask. And she's like... Um, what's her first name? Like Kate? No, Evelyn. it's Evelyn. Evelyn. She's like, I'm Evelyn Necker. And Reed, without missing a beat, is just like, Evelyn, that's my mother's name. And she just goes, I am not your mother. And this, <laughs> this becomes weird, a recurring this weird, joke. Uh, running joke, Dad. Yeah. I don't even 
get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Every issue, every issue, she meets someone new and says another part of her full name, which is like Evelyn Clarice Sarah Necker. And people always say, oh, Martha's my mother's name. And Captain America says this. <laughs> yeah. A fucking war- war- As they're like going like to die, they're like, oh, that's my mother's name. Yeah. It's a joke. It's just like the punchline's weird. You're like, and? Like, There's why? A it's just like, why, why were they saying It's this? an anti-joke. Yeah. It's the 90s. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. true. Jokes are so stupid. So then she's like, she's like, Reed, we have to leave. And he's like, why? Is somebody going to attack us? And the minion attacks them. But Reed g- moves the fight outside of the restaurant. So she's just flee. like blasting everywhere. And he's like, uh, there were civilians. And she's like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, Reed Richards, the ultimate inventor who invented like rocket ships and teleportation devices, gets in a taxi and they escape. <laughs> Wait, here's a here's a question uh, that I, I you might know just when how comics handle time travel in general. Is there is there a separate timeline every time you time travel? It yeah, this copy song's bullshit. By the way, uh, there's a separate timeline every time you t- time travel. It's no, that's what I mean. Bullshit. So, but then, okay. Because so, this this story and all of the Death Head Two stuff actually um, centers itself around the idea: if you go back in time, it's the same timeline. So, like, if you kill your mom, you'll never be born. No, but then how can how come like Minion destroying New York doesn't affect people to not make Minion in the future in the first? That, place? That's right? why the original the the one Marvel set up after Days of Future Past was always. You cre- you create a new <clears throat> you create a new timeline and even that Marvel has reneged on it's the dumbest thing ever they fucking had it right the first time they keep changing it they changed it here it's fucking stupid yeah okay. I was just curious because I, I, I there's a lot of weird time travel maybe Marvel story. UK has only one timeline oh maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> so then we get a another it cuts to 2020 where Death's Head's partner Sprat the greatest <laughs> name I've ever seen in a comic book he's like an elf scientist basically is he an elf. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> he finds Deathhead's like headless body, and he starts crying, and he recovers him and takes him to their base. He looks whatever. like Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Necker, we, we cut back to 1992, and Necker just basically recaps issue one, that Minion is trying to assimilate everybody, and Reed, Reed is just like really mad that uh, she wants to kill Minion. And Sue gets to the restaurant, and the maitre d' says to, says to her, "Oh, Reed was here, but he left with a younger woman." And Sue gets really grumpy, but he doesn't mention like the firefight. I figured or, that was like, a joke. The, isn't the restaurant like smashed? Right? Yeah, it has, yeah. It has to be a joke. But it's so stupid. It's weird. So stupid. It's weird because like the the comic switches back and forth between wanting to be like really edgy and being funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then the thing shows up and like stalls Minion a little, but gets totally jobbed out. Johnny Storm, the yeah, human I, I was, shows I was up. Talking, I was like, oh, the thing will definitely beat up a robot. But yeah, no. and also like like Dev said, that doesn't mean reason why like I think people like Dev said one better because Dev said one was pretty underpowered. Uh, he was he was just like a, a fun character. Uh, Dev said two was like this op. They they, they really did the nineties thing where they have to show how badass he is. Here he kicks a Fast Four's ass. Here he takes X Men's ass. And here's even stupider because he 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 takes out Thing by t- tossing him on the barge. Well, I'm pretty sure Thing can leap distances like Hulk can. Yeah, but yeah. also and that's what I liked him. about this too is that he was overpowered. Of course, he was, like, of course, he, yeah. He, I want to I want to just have six legendary Pokemon and then I'll have fun in Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Deathhead's like, he's immortal, and his right arm can transform into anything he wants. Like, I wish I was him. 
<laughs> but then this and then in that vein johnny storm shows up and goes flame on and lights on fire and then Destin 2 goes no flame off punches him once and he's out for yeah, the rest johnny of the storm, actually, like, johnny storm's a pussy storm. yeah fuck him yeah, yeah I, I don't like johnny storm but like he's on fire you yeah. can just punch fire away uh, you're a robot, robot you can. Can. Yeah, with 105 can, like instincts yeah. My instinct, punch him in the face. <laughs> That's what I love too. It's like, you know, the whole instinct thing is a cool idea, but at a, at a certain point, it gets kind of redundant where it's like, yeah, you know, you have to hit people and not get hit. Like, <laughs> do we use as a, as a cheap plot device to get uh, Dev said to take over Minion's mind? Spoilers. So that's what Reed yeah, spoilers, explains. you piece of shit. Another thing that blows about it is that he never actually uses the instincts. Like, he's never like, yeah. oh, I learned yeah. how to do this from this. Yeah. He ever. just punches and shoots stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's like he absorbed 105 idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Reed and Necker reach the Fantastic Four headquarters, and he deduces, which Sly already spoiled, that because Death's Head was a robot... I spoiled, his... like, the title, we talked about it, called the Death's Head too, like, multiple times, right? <laughs> fuck you guys. So because he was a robot, when Minion absorbed him, he took he he took his entire consciousness instead of just his, his uh, instincts, and now they're fighting for control. And... It's like he downloaded him into his head. Yeah. And Necker wants to suppress Death's Head, but Reed's like, no, Death's Head's awesome. We gotta repress <laughs> Minion. <laughs> and so he tricks Death Head, Death's Head 2, into assimilating, like, a you computer. Mean minion. <laughs> no, he... Yeah. He, this isn't a trick. This isn't a fucking trick. He, his instinct was literally just bust through the door and say, hey, what's up? And and he had a gun aimed at the door and shot him. Like, it wasn't a trick. Yeah, what he, what he did was he made... He, wanted, he, made, uh, he made Death's Head the most prominent mind. And Death's Head, like, in return says, I'll just come absorb this computer so I'll spare your life because you spared my... You basically saved my life in this uh, uh, okay. body. So then he assimilates into Reed's computer, so he gets Reed's knowledge, and then Death's Head takes over Death's Head 2's body, so he's just Death's Head 2 now. No, he takes over Minion's body and becomes Death's Head 2. <laughs> Shit. And then Necker kisses Reed on the cheek, saying thank you, and leaves his big lipstick mark, and then Sue gets home, and she's like, hope you had a fun time. Yeah. I like the idea that Necker went in to get Death's Head 2, or Minion back, with lipstick on. Like, I gotta look good. <laughs> Oh and yeah, then, true. <laughs> and then we we cut back to Spratt, who has called Baron Strucker, who's like the head of AIM. Is Baron Nazi Strucker guy? the fifth? To be fi- to be fair, but yeah. Baron Strucker is a fucking Nazi. He's a Nazi who founded Hydra. Really? Yeah, and and oh, like in comics, he's basically Nick Fury's arch nemesis, basically. Yeah, and and what happens? What was this? Like, he hires this guy who's like, I can't wait to bring back my, my family's legacy of Nazism. And Spratt's like, oh, I, I trust this guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, don't trust Nazis. Yeah, he calls him to help fix Death's head. And he just uses... He punches out Spratt and he's like, finally, I have my life's work. I have Death's head body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have Death's head without the head. Death's head one. <laughs> Death's head one. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. He's, his goal is to kill AIM. Anyway, messenger, but um, like, wouldn't he go after Shield or almost any organization that fucked over his father more or his grandfather? No, it's AIM because AIM's part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe how much I dislike this comic reading it, and I'm disliking it more every (laughs) really. Yeah, we're not even at the best issue. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm gonna need some help on this one I think because I have no idea what happens in issue 3 so Death's Head 
wake he's in some like middle ages like planet that yeah, so i thought wait, it was no, just this, this literally opens with you don't even know it's death's head it's narrating from the perspective of uh like merchants who are in the year 2450 <laughs> and they're like we've been leaving the keep but every time we've been ambushed by bandits and worse and they're no, like long story short long story short no no uh, we can't shorten this <laughs> no no i, I just, just get the basic idea out, out from this planet out of the way uh it's basically uh technology was outlawed like because of the technological war and now it's basically a complete ripoff of Robin Hood. There's that literally a Sheriff Nottingham character and they explain like it's the same setup as Robin Hood where like the king is gone, the sheriff now is like a corrupt asshole and the, and the guy called the Hood is like robbing the rich uh, and mm-hmm. giving And and, the, and this not only is there no technology like no guns, but they also like hate robots because the technology war was like a robot war. So everyone's yeah. like fuck robots from now on. So this yeah. so the Robin Hood band, the Gang of Merry Men is that Gang of Merry Robots actually. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all there's a bunch of outlaw robots, but of course there has to be a girl character, but she's she's a robot kind of, but she's actually just like a replicated organic. So yeah. she she can look like a hot like girl, but she looks kind of exactly like Necker. I yes. thought they were the same character. <laughs> I want I want to ask uh, this to Daryl because um, you read you read Vine Twelve, uh, Vine more two. Vine Two. I read like half of it. Like is Tuck not a complete waste of space? Tuck is a complete waste of space. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> all she seemed to be there when I was a kid. Even when I was a kid, when I was Daryl's age, while Daryl was like, "This is so cool, all this, he could do anything." Dev says the best character ever. Yeah, and he's got this hot synthetic girl. <laughs> Even at that age, I was like, "Why is Tuck here? Like, she's just here to be hot, I guess." Like, yes, she does nothing. <laughs> And that's what's and great. Loves You're it. like, yeah, you got like this hot woman on your arm always, even if you look monstrous and gangly. <laughs> oh, that's why you. Like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. If Death I actually, stuck. I literally thought that that was Necker pretending to be someone else. So did I. I was like, oh, she's saying her name is Tuck, and she's saying she's a robot. And then when she showed up later, I was like, what? Like, Spoilers. Uh, Tuck becomes. Tuck becomes Death's head psychic. I don't know why I didn't just make Necker his psychic. For, I don't know why. Yeah, because she's like the antagonist, kind of. Liam also, Sharp. She's a, she's a robot, so she can like she can relate. Yeah, Liam Sharp draws Tuck exactly like Necker, like, like so they, much that I I was I'm not exaggerating that I I I thought they were the same character until yeah. they were both in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I same thing. So I'm gonna save the Sprat stuff for the end and do it all in one shot because it's so interesting. So here we see Doctor Necker, who again I thought was Tuck, teaming up with the Sheriff of Nottingham, and the Sheriff she's like, oh I'm. You know, Evelyn. It's the same Evelyn, joke. Whatever. Same whole joke yeah, about and then she's the like, <laughs> "Yeah, your middle name is my mother's name." Yeah, she teams up with him, and she looks like a concubine. <laughs> yeah, like a I think dancer. she is a concubine. So it gives you. She's some, she's from a Star Wars: Return of Jedi. Yeah. yeah, it gives you some yeah. nice, eh, nice TNA where you're like, "This is God great." It, as a white, straight white male. So <laughs> the sheriff's men attack the merry men and kill everyone but Death's head, of course, and Tuck, and then Necker. Offer if he says Necker says to Deadhead, if you'll complete your mission and protect Abe's future, I'll give you three million dollars. And Deadhead, this is such a jarring joke for me. Goes, wait, is that three million tax free? <laughs> and she says, do you really think the IRS is gonna come after you? And he's like, they could try. Also, three million in what fucking timeline and what yeah. time? I, I, this is what I hate. They keep time traveling and act like. Like, where, like, there's one present, though. Like, they always act like there's a present. Like, we have to get back before AIM is destroyed. It's there, like, you can, you have a time machine. To be fair, to be fair, a lot of uh, planescaping shit has this problem. I have this problem with Warcraft, where they go to other dimensions, 
and the entities made out of pure magic and stuff, and they're still like, we want gold, we want three million gold. They have the same exact <laughs> yeah. exchange rate, same exact value of currency, all this shit. Like, like and it's, it's always dumb stupid. though. It's always that is, dumb. That yeah. is one it of is always dumb. confusing parts about this plot is why, if AIM's gonna get destroyed by some cataclysm, why not time jump to the cataclysm, then come back and be like, oh, it's Charnel. Spoiler. Well, <laughs> actually, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> So we saw we see throughout the issue Sprat is still working with Strucker and doesn't realize Wait, he's a bad guy. You missed that there's a random you missed that there's a random mutant that they want to introduce as a character. Does he come back? What's his name? Major Oak. Sheriff he's Oak, the Oak, the Oak or Lieutenant Oak or whatever. Yeah, he's he actually Oak. there's like three or four issues in volume two where Deathhead has to come back and fight him. I figured because they, <laughs> they introduce him and they're like, he's a mutant and he 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 can never be hit by the same attack twice. Like, how does that work? But Dad loves it's a video game boss. <laughs> and also, I forgot this other stupid joke. When Necker shows up, she has all these guns, and they're like, "Guns are illegal. What are you doing?" And she's like, "Go big or go home, motherfuckers!" <laughs> <laughs> like, they're what? Why do they care about the laws here? But anyway, so Baron Strucker uses weird Nazi magic, and he merges <laughs> with the original Death's Head body to become Charnel, who destroys AIM. So when Death's Head, Tuck, and Necker reach the future, AIM is already dead. And they have to go back to 1992 to stop this, because that is apparently when Charnel first showed up. Okay, can, can I have to say this again, though? <laughs> it is so dumb that you're, like, in the future. You're in 2450, and you're like, shit, we have to make it back in time before AIM is destroyed. Why don't you just set the clock to to the time you just left, right? It can't Like, I don't get it. And then when, when you show up and AIM is destroyed, can't you just be like, let's go back, like... Uh, like an a, hour, a day. Why don't, or... you, why don't you go back and kill Baron Strucker, or better, <laughs> Baron Strucker the first one, and stop Hydra with this thing and make because the world better? Because maybe it'll be like too much of a butterfly effect. You're affecting too many variables. You need to just go and take out the thing you know is going to be the problem. He's going through time and killing people <laughs> to absorb that is their instincts. So true. Also, yes. <laughs> uh, I will say though, to this book's credit, it, the, when the scene, the the splash page when they come back and every all of AIM is destroyed is really disturbing in a cool way like you see like charred skeletons they're all green and they have like smoke coming out of their eyes they, these people were killed like 10 seconds ago like they just yeah. died <laughs> and it's a it's a pretty cool they're all like fused page. together too in like a tower yeah. of skeletons it's really disturbing like in a, oh there's a lot of doom i forgot to say this doom imagery throughout these comics uh this made me think of doom and also there's a scene i think in the first issue where it's literally ripped out of the cover of doom where the doom guy is being clawed up by a bunch of demons oh, and shooting the Baron, two ways. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's a uh, splat there's a, 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 a image of Death's Head being like swarmed by by the Tyler's guards or something. And <laughs> he, he's like sta- he's like wading through them like shooting in two directions. It looks like the exact cover of Doom. <laughs> I actually wonder because Doom came out in 1993. Like were they hyping? I guess they must have been hyping at this point. I feel Maybe. like it's, it was like a cultural. Yeah, knowledge maybe. like everyone was just drawing the same type of things <laughs> yeah maybe probably is, but this is, uh, i'm pretty sure doom just ripped off uh death, death said too they might have been influenced or... they might have because because uh, uh, there is a comic influences in doom's art yeah and like i, I swear some of the stuff is like i i see it in that in that game mm-hmm. so issue four uh aim is dead yeah. and so they go back to 1992 no first we have to cut to the future in 2020 when it's oh right superheroes right. are all trying to fight charnel and they're failing right so charnel is is baron strucker mixed with death's head one's body for some reason and this and, mix... and the most important part necromancy yeah, yeah so some somehow mixing necromancy and robotics together is like the winning combination if you do that you become 
basically God. And he, I, found, and he, he, he was a kick Doctor Strange's ass. Doctor yeah, Strange that, being Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like I, I think about how much in comics when you read Doctor Strange stuff, he literally is fighting with deities, mm-hmm. and this guy is stronger than than those deities. This this charnel, this this literal body of a robot mixed with some necromancy. There's um, there's later on they say that he has the ability to think people out of existence. Or he claims it. <laughs> I will say that uh, this is one reason why I'll stand up for Liam Sharp's art in this a little bit. Because his design for Charno is badass. And yeah. the last pages where Charno appears are really well done. It, the designs are pretty cool. Yeah, and it always seems like... So they're in, this, they're in a dystopian hellscape, right? So it's 2020, and there's a few superheroes left, and most of... Donald uh, Trump has the, just been elected for his second term. <laughs> <laughs> most people... Most, uh, most you things mean have been Trump? Ah. <laughs> I was trying to think of that fast. Charnel so, like uh, like uh, maybe uh, like Sly pointed out, uh, he just like it's like this hellscape where he just appears whenever he's like he's like the ruler of this of this this world now. Yep. And um, there's minions like I guess they're zombie type things. Charnel's Wait, minions drones. like the robot minions? No, sorry, that's why Henchmen. they call him. Henchmen. That's why they call him Turtle's Demon They're, Drone. Uh, actually, in Death Cube, they're revealed to be his children. They're offshoots <laughs> of his symbiotic metal. <laughs> I love okay. Daryl being the lore guy. Is that where yeah. ba- robot babies come from? <laughs> but but, uh, um, but the, 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 so basically, the superheroes like Punisher, Daredevil, and Spider-Man, like and Doctor Strange, all die trying to get this time travel device from Charnel. The, the, the time travel device that Charnel used to go. Back in time. Also, because it's the 90s, Doctor Strange gets taken out immediately, as does Daredevil and Spider-Man, but Punisher lasts a really <laughs> yeah, long he's time. he's sitting on a hill holding Daredevil's body, just shooting a machine gun at this deity. Like, obviously this thing is so strong, he can just wipe out everything. And and as he grabs the time travel dice, he just throws it back. Like, it's like, we, we had people waiting to catch this. And then, and then he pulls out his knife to fight Charnel. <laughs> and it's funny, when it's like a kid, you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, all these guys fighting together. But when you, like, when you read more Marvel canon, you're like, there's clear power tiers between people. It's like, <laughs> why is anyone other than magic people trying to fight him? You cannot yeah, fight yeah. a magic being. They say that, like, he just went in and killed Thor right away. But the Punisher, no <laughs> yeah. way. And so we go back to home base because it's always in a dystopian future. You need to have, like, a resistance camp where you see the hardened. Because they've been fighting, apparently, for 20-plus years. Oh, and this lineup, tw- this lineup is, is out of control. You got everybody. <laughs> you got She-Hulk. You got Rhino. You got, <laughs> you got Captain Wolverine. America. You got Wolverine. You got, wait, you got Mr. Fantastic as a jar of putty. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Uh, you have Scarlet this, Witch. Scarlet Witch, which is, again, the most important member on the team, arguably. Yeah. Also, for so, some literally. reason, it's revealed that... Okay, this can't be 2020. This has to be later, because Rhino is like, no. we've been fighting this resistance for decades, and no, I tw- always love She-Hulk. Like, it's, what? It's they say They say they've been fighting for 20 years, but they also say it's been tw- it's 2020, so they're someone's wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't it's know. Dan Abnett. <laughs> it's also... <laughs> Yeah, it's also sad when you see Reed Richards in the putty soup. He's just like this, this like this sad, disfigured face, just being like, "I wish I could come with you guys." And anyway, they the the this surviving team is like, we have to go back to 1992 and stop him when he's still, uh, f- when he first shows up, he has to have been weaker. Again, I don't know why they don't just go back and stop him from being created at all. Yeah, but they they have the same idea that Death's Head Two and Necker and Tuck had in. The last issue where they're like, we have to go to 1992. And so 
They go back to 1992 and they run into each other and they're like, oh, this must be Charnel somehow. And they fight a little and they're like, wait, they're we're fighting Death's Head 2, team. thinking that he's yeah. Charnel. We're on somehow Death's Head 2, they want to show how badass he is. His claw, when Wolverine stabs him, his claws break because he must be something stronger than Adamantium. Yeah. He's, he's Death's Head. He's me, me not Death's Head. He's better, bad, best character ever. Yeah, I, I, yeah. My instinct is just I'm strong. <laughs> uh, no, maybe he's his his armor is plot armor. So um, anyway, it's just because he's stronger than anyone in the Marvel universe, which makes Death's Head the best. Right. Also, one thing stupid, like why would you absorb Death's Head knowledge before Reed Richards' knowledge? Is? Like in terms of like <laughs> yeah, why not go for of... like Reed Richard earlier than like the four armed barbarian? <laughs> yeah. Because Death's Head. I don't, I don't know. Hey, do you know so, what I you know what I hate more than Deadhead Daryl. <laughs> so Darryl, you know what I uh, love more than Daryl Deadhead. Charnel Charnel shows up for his grand appearance and he's like, ah, oh, I'm already super powerful. And even though they've been fighting for years in the guerrilla tactics, the first thing that happens is She Hulk just says, ah, just charges him and dies immediately. Uh, and then Rhino does the same thing. <laughs> also, She Hulk, her costume, <laughs> if I can call it. <laughs> is she's not just scantily clad she's in like ripped up rags and they cover her boobs in a way that you get copious over side and under boobs somehow. <laughs> yeah 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 she's the only one that has like tattered rags even oh. captain america's full suit isn't scarred and rhino rhino cries and he's like i've loved you forever yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay so uh, any, all the, these Marvel heroes are fight one by one because I'm sure that's how they survived in the future. Uh, they fight one by one getting owned by Charnel and then Deathhead's like, okay, I, you know, you can beat those scrubs, but I am Deathhead too. Well, to be, to be fair, they actually have a clever, like, he actually uses his brain. Like, he, uh, Charnel kicks Deathhead's ass, like, he thinks Deathhead is dead, and what Deathhead does is he attaches two time, time travel devices. Deathhead too. What? Wait, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you're, you're saying like, like, even Deathhead wasn't that badass, like, he uses his brain... Richard's part of his mind to figure like, <laughs> yeah. out. Also, Death's Head 2 makes such a stupid joke <laughs> that, like, it's almost, like, obligatory when you write, like, this kind of dialogue where he's, like, uh, he, he attacks Death's Head 2 and then Death's Head, uh, and then when he shows up again, Charnel's like, I thought you were dead. And it, without even giving the full reference, he just goes, greatly exaggerated reports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fake news. Also, what's, what's really weird here is the the, the way they explain the way Charnel got so powerful is he absorbed Scarlet Witch's power. And that's what made him into this apocalyptic oh, monster, mm-hmm. which is really weird. Because then it's like, so she went back in time to stop him and gave, like, so it's like. It's just a loop, but the loop makes no sense. Yeah, because yeah. especially since going back in time and doing something changes the future. And yeah. also when, when they stop him, she stops existing. So how could she have ever gone? <laughs> but the whole other lineup stays, don't they? No, they all go away. No, oh, they, all they all go away? They all died. Yeah, everyone gets killed. Oh, Everyone okay. dies in, in the battle except Charnel's anyway, so powerful. So so Charnel's so powerful and Death said too, like Sly said, spoilers. Uh <laughs> he he puts two time travel things on him and that sends Death's head and Baron Strucker into two different times. I don't know how he put the time travel devices on different spots of his body or something. You just put them uh, both on and sent them both to different times. I don't yeah, think whatever. it splits their personalities, it just rips the guy in half and he dies. No. Does it? I don't know, does the Spanish Strucker the fifth show up ever again in comics? Yeah, he, Charnel comes back, and Deathhead has to fight him again. He reunites okay, a, He reunites across time again, oh, and then God. comes back. Okay. Except whatever. this time he's in a Deathhead 2 body that reunites with the other one, and then oh. he looks different. And instead, <laughs> instead of having sharp jaws, he has horns, which is cool. 
By the way, guys, I'm going to have extra uh, lore after this bridge. Uh, I'm going to kill myself God. right now. <laughs> go, go ahead. Kill Next myself? Kill yourself. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Scarlet Witch stops existing again. This time loop is so fucking stupid. And Deadhead <laughs> 2 is like, I'm cool. And then the present Avengers show up and they're like, what happened here, ma'am? And he's like... To Necker, uh, to Dr. Necker. Who's Necker, who looks guy. like also like Tuck and also like Rogue, kind of, or... <laughs> I can't tell who I'm thinking of. She looks all, like some other 90s fair, X-Men. All 90s women at this time look the same. That's a yeah. yeah. And then they're like, uh, see ya. And they... It, it Necker's like, fuck like, off. Like, I don't feel like talking, explaining the shit. So the Avengers without Necker to explain it, they go off to Death's Head thinking he's... It's weird because Death's Head is like, let's go adventure, bro, with Tuck. And they're driving in a truck with the Hulk jumping after them, the Avengers chasing <laughs> them. And they're like... We'll find out later. It won't be boring. And, like... Yeah, he'll fight so... the Avengers and beat them, and then go have adventures with his hot robot partner. She's not a robot! Okay? <laughs> she is a robot. She's a synthetic. She's completely organic, though. She's like a skin oh, job yeah, from... Yeah. She's a skin job from Battlestar. They call her a cybervert in part two. So she's not a robot. Cybervert. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the fucking... Garbage. Yeah, all these fucking liberals want all these genders, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a cybervert. Oh, okay, let's bridge. So now we're going into uh, a special from a few years back. I was kind of excited for this because this is before I reread Death Set 2 and realized how bad it was in retrospect. And I was excited for it because, you know, Death Set 2, he comes back, whatever. Did and, you read this uh, when it came out? Yeah, I did. Because this is part of an event called Revolutionary War. Yeah. And yeah. I've read... A lot of Marvel from this era, like most Marvel from this era, and I have never heard of this event. When is this from? This is part of the Marvel UK reboot, I think. Yeah, this is a way. This is a way to bring back the Marvel UK line. Uh, probably Ryan. I don't think Ryan knows anything about Marvel UK line, so that's yeah. Why I, this... I mean, I know some Captain Britain stuff, but only like from mainstream Marvel. So I guess I just missed it. Yeah, exactly. You're you're a Brit phobe. It's recent, right? Because the art is very. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a. It was fairly recent. Like I think. 2014. Yeah. So so before before you recap this story, I have to say how much I hated Daryl, or maybe all of you, <laughs> when I was when I when I picked when I started to read this one, and the intro is Mistech, a millennia-old corrupt organization, is mysteriously active once again. They've been deploying robotic psycho wraiths throughout Great Britain. <laughs> They've also started kid- kidnapping the country's heroes, the leader of the Knights of Pendragon, Albion, and one of Mistech's deadliest agents, the prime psycho wraith, kidnapped Siobhan Hadley, also known as the hero Dark Angel. But even Captain Britain was abducted, falling prey to his former ally, Death's Head 2, a mercenary whose loyalty goes to the highest bidder. I, I-, I really hate you so much, <laughs> I was debating whether we should do this one because of it was part of a crossover. But to be fair, you you really don't need to know much about that show. All you have to know is Captain Britain got captured by Death Set 2 for yeah. an organization. No, I can, I can understand, Phil, because that's what I always complained about in comics. Is look at all this nonsense. But you, then you have Death's Head, which is like that nonsense to a T. Yeah. When I started this issue, I was like, what is this? But for, I, have to, I have to bridge the gap between the, the this do and you? the previous. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do because it's interesting. Because... Uh, it, Ryan says, "Oh, I, I don't know Devs. Obviously, if I don't know Devs, no one loves him." Like, uh, I didn't uh, say that. <laughs> I don't in, exist. In the, so we had Devs, Devs three. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, there's two other spinoffs called Def Wreck and Def Metal. So we have all these. Yeah, Death that's Death Cubed. That's a cube that features Death Wreck and Death Metal, and then oh, they yeah, got Def, their own those, comics. All right, so Death Def Cube has <laughs> Death Wreck and Death Metal. So you have those guys uh, who are not confused with Death's Head three, which is in this comic. Yeah, yeah, Death's Head three is <laughs> is not Death's Head Cube. Death Set 3 was from 2000s. What happened was um, the creator of Death Set, Simon Furman, uh, after a poll on, on Marvel.com, which character would you like to see come back? Uh, Death Set 1. 
So, uh, Simon Wait. Furman created Death's Head. Death's Head 1 or Death's Head 1? Death's Head was victorious. <laughs> I was. Oh, Death's said... Head 1 you said... number. You... <laughs> I was doing a. What's it called? You broke A double entendre. <laughs> yeah. Double entendre. Death's Head, the original. The OG Death's Head. So, Death's one. Head 1, 1. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Death's Head 11. <laughs> The OG Death's Head, was OG Death's Head uh, was victorious <laughs> in this poll, so they made Death's Head 3.0, but people hate Death's Head 3.0, I never heard anyone say anything good about it. It was like, a, it was. I read a little bit of it, it was like a generic, Daryl likes him. Who, who am I, I'm a machine, <laughs> kind of shit. Uh, so Death's was Head, Death's Head fe- 3 based after the original Death's Head? I, according to this, I think this made it, t- made it so, because this, this story establishes that Death's Head 3.0 existed before Minion and... The original, so I think. Oh, so it's like a proto Death Head. Yeah, proto Death Head called Death Head Three. Although that's technically what Death <laughs> Wreck is. <laughs> Whatever, but, but um, so Death Head <laughs> faded from existence for a few years, but like, but now in recent years, uh, Death Head the original started coming back. Uh, like I mentioned, he, he, he guest starred in like a few uh, comics, and uh, he, apparently he guest starred in Superior Spider Man, which uh, Ryan and Joe never mentioned to me because I'll read Death Head. I mean, uh, Superior Spider Man <laughs> Death Head's in it. Wait, is he in that? Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, Death's Head exists. He's in this fucking comic I read, but... Ryan, how could you forget Death's but, Head? But, uh, anyway, so Death's Head is coming back a lot of times, but 2 has been gone. Like, a lot of people consider him 90s shit, except for Daryl, so... Uh, but they brought back Death's Head 2 for this, uh, story. And, I don't know, maybe Daryl could be a better judge on this, but this felt really weird to read, like... It was, like, a, trying to make Death's Head modern... Like in terms of tone, guys, I have a confession. What I kind of like this issue. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. This is my favorite one out of See, the it's file. not bad to me. I kind of liked it just because I hadn't read Death's Head in like so long, or like that. There's been no new Death's Head outside of the '90s. It seeing this was it was like warming my heart. And in a way, I kind of I kind of know what Sonic fans feel, where it's like you have a franchise yeah. that's so terrible, <laughs> but when yeah, you no. see a new edition of it, you're like, this is like I just uh, love Sonic. Why do, so do you think I? Why do you think I love when every new Dynasty Warriors comes out? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need them to be good, but they're fun, and I liked them a lot. Yeah, and you, so you open I'm up like... the page, and then there's the new version of Lu Boo, and you're just like, this is this warms me. <laughs> but that, that's why I hate this, because if, if it was going to be uh, bring back a, a franchise for certain for certain charms, uh, this one doesn't live up to them. It tries to make it feel like more like a modern, quippy comic. It does, but I will take the scraps I can get. Let's go through it, and then we'll yeah. talk about it. I don't get how Ryan likes this. <laughs> I, I get how Daryl does, because you're like, I just like that set. Yeah. But, but um, so, like, <laughs> like we mentioned, some events called Revolutionary War. Death Set 2 betrayed back Captain Britain, and he brings him to, to the bad guys of that event. So it starts with Death Set 2 bringing the hero of this event to the bad guys. And it's Wait, quick so question. Ridiculous. Quick question. Is, is Marvel UK written by UK writers? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And the thing, they're like, I thought, the, the bad guy's like, I thought you were a good guy. And he's like, yeah, but not for the right price. That's why I charge double for betrayal. It helps the guilt go down smooth. <laughs> so, uh, the bad guys betray Death Set 2, and he gets sworn by Death Set 3. Like, <laughs> Wait, but Death Set 1 is going to show up, isn't it? Yeah, so, in the future after this, uh, t- like, now like we mentioned, this is why I don't like this, because, yeah, Tuck was not a character, but now they made her into like, this weird qu- hipster Quippy character, like she wears like a, a dre- uh, like a, a, a full outfit now and, and hipster glasses. So I doesn't like she, her as soon as she put clothes on. 
No, it's like it's, it's it's not the same character. Like if you like that character, this is not the same character. No, but she still has her like Amazon war paint on her face. But that, that makes me seem even dumber. Like she looks yeah. like she looks stupid. Yeah, don't you don't you love doing this where they like they they take an old character that had a, a shitty history and you're like let's reinvent them. That's slice. But, but the thing, thing is, like it's it, it makes it just makes no sense to me. Like, it doesn't feel like the same character at all anymore. Like I hate you. Tell, like, you I, have I, defended this before. You've said I know some characters here's the thing. are completely. Here's the thing. Re- you're you're not being true to the tone of the character. There's a a character can be consistent character wise. But you liked when the question went from being a Randy and existentialist. But they to also a they also bridged that gap. They also bridged that gap. You didn't have a character who was a a, a fancy character from a post uh, world future now being a, a hip a hippie hipster quippy uh, cyber vert. Like what the fuck. Maybe there are more issues in between that you missed. They, they're just. But at the same time, Darryl, she's but here. I'm pretty sure this is his last appearance after uh, the series in, in the '90s ended. But she's here to fight against an evil government that's experimenting on robots. That seems kind of in line with her history. No, but like I guess, but like, now she's like a. Rev- it's just weird to me. Like now she's. Why so likes like, his women naked and not making jokes? They're I like my characters. I like my characters feeling consistent. Like you might say, yeah, oh, "Fuck you, Sly." You wanted uh, her, you like you wanted her to be more like an Amazonian fighter. Than yeah, exactly. She was exactly. she was like female Conan the Barbarian before. She was. And now yeah. she, she was now more like just like Ratonia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what, that's what I mean. Like Phil's saying, like I'm being hypocritical. I don't think I am. I, I, you can change. That's what I like about comics. Cause you can see like the world. Even characters change, but even when they change, like in question, you justify it character wise. And I don't see how a bad, badass Amazonian Amazon warrior. Becomes a hipster. I guess. All she um, did was get different clothes and made. But a yeah, but she's more quippy. Like, and she's like, it just she, she wasn't she's a character quippy. before. She was quippy. <laughs> like she wasn't. I don't know. She, it seems like weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> this side is a weird hill to tie. No, it's yeah. not because Doctor Next act the same way. All the all the female characters act quippy, like the Joss Whedon characters. All the yeah. it's like Andy Land calling right white type of female. That's that's a bigger thing to complain about. It's like even Necker is quippy, and Necker was always like yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the complaint I really complain about because this is a problem with modern comics where everyone's everyone's so quippy that they all, all the women characters all feel the same in a lot of ways. Everyone's Spider Man. Like <laughs> Yeah, but like everyone's like everyone's like Spider Man now. Everyone's trying to be like the Marvel films now. When the Marvel films, uh, like they make up for it with diff- like the, the actors' charm and stuff like that. Yeah, that's but very like fair. here. It, it just all feels the same. They all feel the same. I, I guess I, that's my I, I really point. agree that all that, uh, that's why every, when everyone was like, "Oh, superhero fatigue is not going to happen. That doesn't have to be a thing." But it's like they do if they all are exactly the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like a uh, one-liner, even though the city's being destroyed, am I right? And like, I it, it gets really old. I, I guess that's my complaint. It's not about uh, 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 necessarily being devotion devotion to the Tuck character from the nineties, <laughs> who's so fleshed out. But it just feels weird to make them her and Necker, who are both serious characters, relatively serious, be quippy uh, characters. What if this is meta commentary on the fact that you couldn't tell the difference between them in her first appearance? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is the weird thing is in their first appearance like together, those characters were really similar and there's like every woman tried to be like an Amazonian tough fighter back in yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Like every woman so, that was introduced in the rest of the Death's Head run, it's the same exact woman every time where they're like, I have to stop you because I'm tough. So that's, that's kind of why I wanted to bring this issue into it because it's like, it's like the tropes of both, the bad tropes of both generations one was uh, the fucking women are just there to be looked at and be sexy and be badasses and now everyone has to be quippy assholes so yeah uh, yeah, fair point so yeah so uh, Tuck in this, in this future where she's freeing all these machines from this evil organization she hires the original Death's Head to save uh, Death's Head 2 and says oh you're going to be saving your future self and Death's Head says it's like life insurance yes and you know haha <laughs> 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 
But De- original Deadhead was quippy, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay. I, I, I was, I was maybe sarcastic, but I actually do like some of his jokes here. So it's okay when boys tell jokes, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, because <laughs> I, like I said, Deadhead has was always quippy, but I know, I'm kidding, his unique way of speaking made it more original. I guess mm-hmm. he has his own voice. Uh, but uh, so yeah, in the past, uh, Doctor Necker, uh, before she became Doctor Necker of the original series, before she, uh, she made Minion, was is working for the evil organization of Revolution, Revolutionary War. And now she has control of Minion, and she's like, yeah, I get to experiment on this guy, I get all his knowledge, and she so finds out So this is like that classic, like, you see the mad scientist, and she's on, like, Minion Prototype 1. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so Dr. Necker's like, yeah, I get, uh, cool beans, I get to hang out, uh, and experiment on this Minion guy. Yeah, it's so cool. She's acting like a, uh, like a, you know, like I said, a, a modern Marvel character. And, uh, so she dissects his memories, but then she gets stopped by talking Death Set 1. And then uh, Death Set 1 and Death Set 2. But now it turns out because uh, Necker was experimenting Death Set 2, she has control over him. So Death Set 2 and Death Set 1 fight. They do this version of the miniseries where it looks like Death Set uh, uh, 2 is going to kill Death yeah. Set 1. But then Death Set 1 stabs Death Set 2 in the back. And, and it looks like he killed him, but it turns out he rebooted his brain. It's such an interesting scene because Death Set 2 is about to kill Death Set 1. And Death Set 1's like, you can't kill me, then you'll cease to exist. And then Death Set 2 hesitates, and Death Set 1 kills him, and he's like, ah, just kidding, ah. <laughs> and then Death Set 1's like, oh, uh, but he will be me, and I killed him. This is gonna oh, hurt later. he has yes. a good yeah. joke here, too, where he kills him, and he's like, ooh, that's gonna hurt later. Yeah. And, like, that's pretty funny, because that's you in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so now, uh, 2 gets rebooted, and now they're all fighting the Death Set 3.0s. Uh, but then Death Set 2... It, it, really, this whole comic was a setup... So that Death Set 1 and Death Set 2 could team up and fight a bunch of minion robots. I mean, sorry, henchmen robots. <laughs> uh, that just... And have these cool pages where they're just, like, cutting through tons of dudes. And they're talking and, and like, quipping back and forth to each other. Yeah. That's, that's, another thing I, that's another thing I hate about modern comics. Oh, uh, Death Set 1 uh, 2 was overpowered. But they still had the sequence of events in his fights matter. Like, uh, when he fights, like, the warlord uh, that, he's, that has a precog captive... Like it wasn't just like it wasn't just him quipping, quipping, fighting an endless swarm of enemies, and none of the actions really mattering until he wins. Like it is here. Like it was, it was actually like back and forth with the fights yeah. he had. But here, that is like, something that you also see in every Marvel movies. The exactly, exactly. Just beating away like random, just whatevers, Minions. and they're just like talking to the yeah. They're like they're like, yeah. oh man, it's rainy today, isn't it? Or whatever. And it takes away like, all attention out of the fights. Like that said, two was overpowered, but it felt like the, the, the fights mattered. You know, it yeah. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like their job w- was dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, Death Set Two now remember now to make it l- even less consequential. Death Set Two remembers they have, a, they have a kill switch, which just says it, so they all die. All three points always die. He like implemented that kill switch while he was hooked up to Doctor Decker's machine. Yeah, so. my secret plan was actually I did. Oh, according to Geekock. Yeah. It says Overkill, which is a comic that UK Marvel put out, which featured a bunch of oh, different yeah. videos. And then Dr. Necker's like, actually, I'm the final boss. And she Check comes out and Dr. Wily final boss. I was just about to say, it's a Dr. <laughs> Wily machine. Yeah. But, and like, and like they haven't played enough Mega Man uh, to keep up, so they all lose. And uh, Necker, you know, then to be continued because Necker kin- uh, knocks them all out, kidnaps Captain Britain and, and Death's Head 1. And Death's Head 2 are talking like, we have to follow them. And they do. And, you know, to be continued. But, you know... You got the gist of the story here, <laughs> what the tone they're going for. So I love how they're, they're so overpowered, but she can just come out and shoot them. Just like when he got shot by Reed Richards. It's like he has no instinct for fighting. Yeah, he doesn't. So the reason <laughs> for why all I, those instincts. The reason why I kind of like this is because I, the 90s stuff was so ridiculous to me. And I felt like this was like 
almost making fun of it, which is probably why you guys hated it. But I, I felt it. it was kind of like, oh, well, then never mind. But I felt it was kind of like <laughs> mocking <hated> <laughs> how stupid Dead Set One and Two it, are. It kind, of, it kind of is, but like if, it feels it feels more like a straight up parody. I would like it better. This feels more like that's a modern a modern comic. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's like subversion and mocking at what cost though? Like if it's not if it's not enjoyable either, then it, like like I I feel like you can do subversions of genres and parodies. Like in a in a much more interesting way. Like I, I've I've probably mentioned this already on the show, but like like One Punch Man is a great example of subverting the shonen genre because it's actually a good shonen at the same time. Or or uh, Madoka Magica is a great subversion of Magical Girl anime because it also is a great Magical Girl show. But this is like not a good uh, that type of comic either. Oh, I'm not saying it's the best thing I've ever read, but I had a little fun with it. And also, uh, Ryan, even you uh, mentioned like better 90s parodies from like Grant Morrison and stuff like that. Yeah. So check out those instead. Yeah. Doom Force, number one. That's a good 90s parody. <laughs> so final thoughts on all these? Oh, would you man, read so more good. Death's Head? <laughs> no. I did no. read I more Death's Head. <laughs> yeah. Sly? I would read more Death's Head 1 just to learn more about uh, the tr- why, why they like that. Everyone likes that character so much. See, I would not read more of 2. If you guys were doing another... If you wanted to do another episode on this, I would bow out for that. Literally. Like, <laughs> I, I, I would rather read... Uh, what's it, fucking Mark Millar. Uh, wow. Because that, whoa, that, whoa. Because that was always like an interesting uh, clusterfuck, whereas this, I was pretty bored for most of it. I'll Even say. if you were doing Death's Head 1 where he fights like Transformers and like Doctor Who? I think... I don't know. Maybe maybe that. <laughs> I, I tried to read some of the Incomplete Death's Head, which had the Death's Head 1 stories in it, and I just didn't care to do it, mainly because I really, really like Death's Head 2 over 1. I think 1 is... The way that he is, I think he's actually a better character because, like, being a robot bounty hunter with a dry sense of humor is more kind of unique than just, like, gritty 90s action guy that has, like, mysterious past... Yeah, but I I just really like the general design of Death's Head too. I think that actually carries me through each of the comics, and I'm like, he just looks cool. He has he has red robotic dreads. I will say his design <laughs> yeah. is really cool. Yeah. But do you know what I love about Daryl's role on the show so much is Daryl goes from really deep analysis to the stupidest surface <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, and like so from episode to episode. <laughs> so deep that it's like sometimes it's like this plot just didn't have enough to do with like the bigger themes of humanity and it's like but he has robot dreads so <laughs> and, and a, i do like anything that he has to say blade configuration that t- changes oh. into a blade <laughs> i wonder if this inspired the t1000 in terminator uh two terminator maybe two. Who knows? Wasn't two before knows? this? I, I think it was before this. that. Oh. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I don't think this is I think this is, I think this is Rebobo. This is Rebobo T2 probably. Definitely. Metal shit. Okay, yeah. so anyway, are we? do we have anything else to say about that, Ted? Um, would you no. guys go back in time and kill me? <laughs> if you... If killing you would then kill me, then I would, so I wouldn't have to read this comic. <laughs> I, would, I would go back in time to write after you made me read it, and then be like, no, I'm too late. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's just so funny when you're too late and you have a time machine. It's like, you're you're never too late. Oh, you no. have a time machine. Ryan's knocking at the door right now to stop us from recording, but it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I get back in time with my time machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, right. Death's Head fights Wolverine, which is really cool. That's like the centerpiece for one of the issues. Okay, I've had it. I've had enough of this. <laughs> he also beats yeah, him because he's better than Wolverine. Oh, so <laughs> thank- beats him by the way too. Yeah. 
Thank you guys for joining us on Divisive Issues. If you don't mind, you should write us a review on iTunes and subscribe and all that stuff. If this is your first episode, we also have a Facebook group, Oops, I Talk Divisive Issues. And yeah, your support means a lot to us, even though it doesn't sound like I'm serious because I want Daryl to die so bad. (laughs) (laughs) And while you're hanging out on the internet, you should go to ComradeRadio.com and check out all the other shows at the network. Uh, I want to especially congratulate Square Roots. They got mentioned on AV Club's Podmass, their weekly podcast roundup and like that's like the coolest shit ever that's a pretty big deal congratulations square roots you guys deserve it okay can i I bring up one more thing sure when death's head when (laughs) when death's head goes to the robin hood place he wears underwear which is neat (laughs) (laughs) wow that that is neat cool it's a little confusing i I, I actually like this now (laughs) (laughs) this is this is actually one of my favorite comics we've read Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay. Oh yeah, I'm the host. <laughs> That's been our show. Thank you. All yes, for Sly, Sly killed Ryan and assimilated his host duties. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. I've been a- AOL and Messenger. <laughs> I've been too late to stop this from happening. I've been Sprat, the Elvin Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> And I've been Death's Head 2. The coolest character. The coolest character, TM. Gotta go fast. Stay in continuity. Comrade Radio. Independent podcasting network.